from the East Coast to the West. This is the Coast to Coast NBA podcast. I'm Chalanga. And I'm Dylan. What up, what up? How's it going? Oh, nothing much. We just got rid of all of our rain in Los Angeles, and now we're going to have some sunny weather coming up. Nice, nice. We are in the midst of a big-time storm here on the East Coast. There's some fallen trees on the street by our house. Some uh, power lines went down. It's kind of scary. I'm just glad the Zoom didn't go down. Yeah, the Zoom is safe. I stayed inside all day. I'm good. I realized on the last pod I said NBA Coast to Coast podcast and not Coast to Coast NBA podcast like an oh, idiot. You guys don't Nikes. don't listen to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast. Listen to the Coast to Coast NBA podcast, okay? All right. Otherwise, so. we're going to have to rebrand everything. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really hard for us. We we you know, we've already gone through a long process of trying to get our socials up. And our business cards and all that. So please, Coast to Coast NBA podcast. Anyway, welcome. I was thinking, if Andrew Wiggins is the second best scorer in Timberwolves history, why can't we be the second best podcast in Timberwolves history? Yo, that's true. It does like it probably doesn't take much. I don't think there are a lot of good Timberwolves podcasts. So there aren't a lot of good Timberwolves scorers either. <laughs> uh. Congratulations to Andrew Wiggins for nothing. He does not deserve congratulations. In 2022-2023, the Timberwolves will be playing Andrew Wiggins $33 million. So just think on that. <laughs> he's saving his body for 2022-2023. That's, that's, right. that's why he's standing still, Doris. Oh, my goodness. I think he's been talking to Derrick Rose about that. And he's like, you want to be able to walk at your kid's graduation, right? Oh, wow. I like this. Do you this. remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I like this. So he's like, you got to conserve your energy, man. Mm-hmm. Well, at least Andrew Wiggins will have a long career because everybody yeah. will just be waiting for him to uh, so blow long. up. <laughs> He'll play until he's 45, standing in the corner. I still believe, baby. <laughs> the Timberwolves will still be paying him $20 million a year in his <laughs> mid-30s. We are going to do our 2018 NBA Lottery Redraft. So we've had a whole half season to check out this year's crop of rookies. And Dylan and I are going to redraft for all the teams and try to put um, the rookies where they belong based on how good they are and also based on team fit. So we probably don't want to draft a point guard to Sacramento, right? Um, Unless you you really don't like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, so, uh, go ahead. I don't like his hair. What? Yeah. It's like Goku. That's true. I do love Goku. Everybody Does he loves eat rice Goku. like Goku? Uh, I'm not sure. He's really into Dragon Ball Z, so maybe. Yeah. Maybe. He, can, he could never be Super Saiyan because he's not a blondie. He just needs to have somebody with like a can of yellow hair spray. if the kings make it to the playoffs he better go super saiyan right oh my god that would be so cool it would be be awesome if he made it like a whole pregame thing like he showed up and during warm-ups he had buddy healed spray painting his hair and he and he's got like the orange suit with the the blue uh shirt on he's he's wearing different warm-ups than everybody else oh you know the best would be he'd try to convince everybody on the team like oh we gotta dress up as we gotta get dragon ball z warm-ups Oh my god. 
Why not? Seriously, that'd be so cool. If, if you can dress up the way that James Harden and Russell Westbrook dress, why not just dress in full-on Dragon Ball Z costumes? That's what I'm And everybody on that team, on that Kings team, is our age anyway, so they all grew up on Dragon Ball Z. So I'm, yeah. they might be in. They might be True in. that. Other than all the foreign people. True. I don't know if they'll know it. Do you think Nemanja Bjelica watched Dragon Ball Z growing up? I doubt it. I think you're right about that. All right. Anyway, with the number one overall pick, the Phoenix Suns select. Dylan, who do the Phoenix Suns select? In a unanimous decision, we've selected Luka Doncic. Yeah, I also, I, I also have Luka going to the Phoenix Suns, which they, they should have done it, man. It solves their point guard issue. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I, I like I close my eyes and think about a Luka Doncic, Devin Booker backcourt <sighs> at least once a day. It is so that would be so amazing. Yeah. That would be so and then amazing. They wouldn't, and then they wouldn't have the crowded front court that they're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And And then they wouldn't have to get rid of Tyson Chandler, who's playing okay. Mm-hmm. They would have been a better team. If they would have drafted Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. The Suns would literally be where the Mavericks are right now if they would have drafted Luka. Maybe even better. Yeah, because who is the Mavericks' second best player? I know. <laughs> I I mean, what I mean is I don't know. Exactly. Harrison Barnes? I'll take and Devin Book over Harrison Barnes any day. Exactly. Especially with Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... so that brings us straight to number two, I think. Yeah, number two, the Sacramento Kings. All right, you tell me who you select first now. I have them drafting DeAndre Ayton. Interesting. I do not. Mm. See, my um, my thought is it's kind of like Boogie Cousins take two. So let's talk about this. I think that DeAndre Ayton is a terrible front court pair with Willie Cauley-Stein. Oh. Because they're both old school centers. So, like, if the Sacramento Kings want to be, if they want to be good, then they would not take DeAndre Ayton here. They took Marvin Bagley, who is basically a center as well. But he's able to, to spread the, the floor a little bit and mm-hmm. play on the court with Willie Cauley Stein. Mm-hmm. So, that's why for my pick, I had the Sacramento Kings selecting. Marvin Bagley the third. Oh, nice! <laughs> They're twenty four and twenty two. <laughs> yeah, I that's guess that's the best case scenario for the Kings. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Easily. I I I probably agree with you. I think Aiton has a slightly higher ceiling than Marvin Bagley. So what? Aaron Fox has a higher ceiling than DeAndre Aiton. I, I give him a good team. I agree. I agree. And also, I think that Willie Cauley Stein can, you know, he can walk next year and then they can just move forward with DeAndre Ayton. I like Willie Cauley Stein as like the new JaVale McGee with gold teeth. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that the Kings can't go wrong with either Marvin Bagley or DeAndre Ayton here, actually. If I'm being honest, either one is a good choice. I think that Marvin Bagley is the best case scenario for this year. Interesting. And also moving forward, I think that I don't think that DeAndre Ayton's ceiling is high enough for them to draft him over Marvin Bagley because of what they've seen this year. Yeah, and they really did like Marvin Bagley in the offseason, so why not? Fair. Why not? Fair. All right. So for Atlanta, Dylan, who does Atlanta draft? All right. 
So in our scenario, Atlanta is not trading with the Mavericks because the Mavericks would have to trade from five to one to get Luca. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into that too much. Oh but yeah, that's a deep hole. I think that Atlanta should still draft a guard, but this guard's going to be Colin Sexton. Oh wow, wow, Colin Sexton He's, number three. Yeah. Um, He's shooting it way better than Trey Young is right now. He's shooting really well right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's able to put up high volume and play well at the same time, which is something that they're not getting from uh, Trey Young. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's probably arguable if you try to include their playmaking ability because Colin Sexton's not really distributing that well. Yeah, I what mean, is he averaging, like three assists a game? Yeah, 2.8. Yeah, it's not great for a point guard. But uh, he has cool hair, right? He does have cool hair. I wrote that in the notes. <laughs> That's what I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> I I have Atlanta. I have Atlanta drafting Trey Young. I like Trey Young more than you do. I always have. I think the the kid is gonna be a really really good player because at the end of the day, even if his shooting isn't amazing, I. I can't believe that he's going to be a 29% three-point shooter for his career. That just like I can't believe that to be true. Are we talking about Ricky Rubio rookie year or are we talking about Trey Young right now? Uh that's the thing. If if Trey <laughs> Young is just Ricky Rubio, that's still a really good player, right? Like well, no, he's Ricky Rubio who's 4 inches smaller and also can't play defense, right? Yeah, I think he's I think that he has I think that he has a good basketball IQ. He's a terrific passer. He's already averaging seven assists a game. That's that's pretty incredible. Um, I don't know. I like him. I think that his shooting will get better. I think he'll figure it out. Um, there is like a big risk that he really was just really good for half a season in college, and he'll forever be a disappointment. But I think Atlanta likes him enough, and they stick with uh, the Trey Young pick. I mean, they traded the opportunity to draft Luka Doncic for Trey Young. So the most damning fact about Trey Young right now is that he has way worse hair than Colin Sexton. Yeah. His hair is disgusting. He's ugly. He is ugly, but somehow still only the second ugliest dude in this lottery. Um more on that later. I disagree already. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh do you have anything else to say about Colin Sexton on the Atlanta Hawks? No. The Hawks are such a blank slate, it doesn't matter who they draft. They have a need at every position. Exactly. So <laughs> I was just like, let's – well, here's here's the other Except thing. Except power forward. I, I would not have taken – exactly. I would have I would have not taken Colin Sexton because I think that there are a couple people that I have in my draft board, DeAndre Ayton and Jaron Jackson, who would be able to uh, play um, in that position for them. Or at least like those guys probably would be the are the better players, but I also thought that John Collins is playing fantastically, and to mess up their front court right now would be not good for the team. So that's why I picked another guard. Dig number four, the Memphis Grizzlies. I have them taking Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> as well. I mean, I I don't think that they would take anybody else. Yeah. Um, I have the same thing. Yeah, he's I don't a good even know fit. If I want to keep talking about it. Yeah, we've if... we've seen it work. We've seen the kid perform. 
I think he has potential to be the best, the second best player in the draft um, after Luca, of course. But we'll see. I he came out in summer league crazy good. I think any of these players has the potential to be the second best player in the draft. Maybe not Colin Sexton. Yeah, I would say like the group of Aiton, uh, Young. I'd even put Sexton in there. I think he could get pretty good. He played really well against the Wolves, so that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I picked him. Mm-hmm. Jackson and Bagley all are like those four could definitely all be second best. But I think that Jaron Jackson Jr. is still the right move over Aiton. I agree. He's very versatile. He, he can play either front court spot because he's quick, and he can spread the floor. DeAndre Ayton was advertised as being able to spread the floor, but he's only shot two three-pointers this season, and neither of them went in, so not sure yeah. about that. Yikes. Anyway, that's besides the point. Jaron Jackson Jr. going to the Memphis Grizzlies. And number five, the Dallas Mavericks. Who you got, Dylan? So here's another thing that I was thinking about in the especially front part of the lottery is that these teams all need a centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have the, the Dallas Mavericks selecting DeAndre Ayton, best player on the board, and you're just going to have to deal with uh, taking as many minutes as you can away from DJ. If DeAndre Jordan only plays 20 minutes a game because DeAndre Ayton can play, that's fine, right? <laughs> DeAndre Jordan playing maybe even 15. Yeah. 15 to 18. I think that that's okay, because I think you you want Aiton to play twenty five to thirty. Yeah, if you can, maybe you can even then you know trade DeAndre Jordan to. Although his contract's so big, not not easy to trade. It's not easy to trade, is he? Mm. But if I were the Mavs, I would do anything to trade it for Doncic because there's not really a good fit at this point in my draft board. No, I mean, or Doncic. or if you're the Mavs, you trade down. Try to get an additional asset. That's true. And get, you know, a Kevin Knox or a Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I agree. Um, I agree. I think that this is a bad spot for them. not a, Or not the ideal spot for them to, like, fill out their roster. Yeah. But let's just say they were, they were so lucky to have been able to trade up for Luka Doncic. That's amazing. Congratulations, yeah, Dallas. Yeah, way to go. Mavs. Uh, I actually have the Mavs picking Marvin Bagley the third here, which is a significantly better fit than DeAndre Ayton, but still could possibly be your center of the future. You know, mm. there's there's a little bit of question whether like what position is going to be Marvin Bagley's best. Um, oh, I I would have had him or Jaron Jackson, obviously, if they, they were on the board. Exactly, yeah. exactly, a much better fit. But Ayton's got to go at that. You know, at if mm-hmm. he are not already drafted at five, it'd be kind of a shame to pass up on Ayton. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also why I put Bagley in there, because like it'd be a shame to pack up, pass up on Bagley. Did I drop Aiton too far for you? Uh, I don't think you, you dropped him too far. I think that you brought Sexton up too high, personally. But, you know, to each their own. I... <laughs> well, I didn't want to pick Trey Young there. That's I didn't want my whole draft to be the same. <laughs> That's true. Basically. That's true. So that's our top five. Dylan and I both have Luca going to the Suns. Dylan has Bagley to the Kings. I've got Aiton. Dylan has Sexton to the Hawks. I've got Trey Young. We both got Jaron Jackson to Memphis. And I've got Bagley to Dallas. Dylan's got Aiton. All right, next is the Orlando Magic at number six. Dylan, I think I might know who you have Orlando taking, but maybe I'm wrong. Let's hear it. 
I was able to delay the inevitable one more pick, and I have the Orlando Magic picking Shea Gilgis Alexander. Whoa! <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. That's... I. What I want to say is I is I don't reward losing, but I guess I had Colin Sexton at three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the Hawks are significantly better than the Cavs. But I don't reward losing. Colin Sexton is the best player on his team. Yeah, Trey Young is the second best player on his team. So I guess that's some type of rationale. But Shea Gilgis-Alexander is on a good team. And he's able to play really strong defense. He has a really great frame to be a large point guard in the NBA that can kind of guard more than one position, maybe three positions. So they're just hanging on to the playoffs. Which, you know, with a rookie point guard, that ain't bad. That That's ain't so hard bad. in the West. That's really in hard. In the West. That's really hard. I think they'll probably fall out, though, which is too bad. They probably will. They'll be right where the Wolves are. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. But, you know, uh, that gives them their pick this year because they traded it to Memphis and then subsequently to Boston. And it's lottery protected. So if they're in the lottery, they get to keep the pick. Good for Jerry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that? You were going to say something about Shea Gilgis. He, to me, strikes me as a role player. He, that he, His ceiling is a, a quality role player in the NBA. Whereas Trey Young or the guard, which I'm going to pick, Colin Sexton, have a, a, a much higher ceiling uh, to be all-star level or even greater than that don't you think yes but i think that shea gilgis alexander's upside on defense is tremendously greater so i guess it i guess in orlando's case like taking young at this point might be a great choice but i also think that if i were orlando i want someone with a high floor and Gilgis Alexander, I think, has a higher floor than both Colin Sexton and Trey Young. Yeah, they really got to stop whiffing on draft picks. That uh, mm-hmm. they've been doing that a lot, and I think they just stop did whiffing it again. on guards. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I do have them taking Colin Sexton though, because I, I I really like Colin Sexton. I believe in him. I think he will be, at the very least, a very capable scoring guard for his entire career. I mean, he's lightning quick he's got a, a solid dribble he's a much better shooter than i thought he would be coming out of college he's like 39 percent from almost 40 percent from three on pretty low sample size only 90 but like shots, he's taking them all himself yeah i don't think they're assisted it's yeah it's a lot of off the dribble which is good if you're shooting 40 percent off the dribble you're a legitimate a legitimate shooter next up is the chicago bulls at number seven i have the Chicago Bulls getting their small forward of the future, drafting Kevin Knox, who, Ooh, as teased, pick. as teased, is the ugliest player in this draft. I don't agree with that. Really? I think Trey Young is uglier, and I think that a player that I'm going to select deep in the lottery is slightly uglier. I have them picking Kevin Knox. He is a big 
small forward slash power forward versatile. Clearly, Jabari Parker is not working out. Uh, so they get their actual forwards uh, forward player of the future. Decent shooter, almost 35% from three, which is not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, his two-point percentage is pretty low right now, but I think that'll get better with time. Uh, I think he's going to be a solid NBA starter. With He's like, really come into his own right now mm-hmm. as he's as the season's gone on. And it's been exciting to see him put up some good stat lines recently yeah. because he was he had so much hype in Summer League and then he just kind of dropped off the face of the planet. And mm-hmm. I was making crazy assumptions that Alonzo Trier was going to be their best rookie. <laughs> <laughs> and Who, uh, is he is he playing anymore? <laughs> I'm, I wish you guys could see. I've got my hand at my brow trying to search for Alonzo Trier right now. Like, where where did you go, my friend? Where did you go? He scored 13 uh, three days ago. Hey, you know, it's the Wizards. It's hard to crack that New York rotation, though. I mean, Frankie Smokes doesn't even play. So <laughs> Frankie Smokes sucks. <laughs> and I just cannot defend Frankie Smokes being any type of a trade asset. Uh, you're, you're probably right. But I, I still have hope. I still have hope. <laughs> I still has hope. He looks comfortable when he plays. You know, he he doesn't look particularly good, but he looks comfortable, which is to me a decent sign. Um, you know who else looks comfortable? Hmm. My pick. I would have ah. picked Kevin Knox, but I couldn't avoid my wet dreams of Zach Levine and Trey Young at, oh. in a backcourt together. <laughs> Can you imagine how much they'd be losing by now? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, just so porous. Their uh, points per 100 possessions would be like 150 on the defensive end. It would be like, um, like the doors opening at Walmart on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> on both the offensive and defensive. <laughs> yeah, end. seriously. <laughs> wow, that. Uh, that would be so fun, though. For Lori real, Markkinen. that would be so fun. <laughs> they, would, they would just be putting up so many bricks, just like constant bricks, uh, a lot of dribbling. It would be fun. I mean, it would be horrible, but... <laughs> I am okay with it. And I think that Trey Young is probably... Well, we're starting to get to the end of the players that can be uh, centerpieces for franchises. And so, or have the potential to be possibly. And I'm probably wrong about Shea Gilgis Alexander, but um, I don't know if he's a centerpiece. But yeah, is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. I needed to take Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young. I'm surprised that he dropped this far. Mostly, I wanted to hate him more I than I actually hate him. Either. I know, I know. We all gotta have our players that we hate for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that. <laughs> I totally get that. I totally get that. All right, next up is the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is really too bad for Cleveland because they uh, really are at the end of players that could be, like you said, that could be franchise cornerstone players. But, Dylan, mm-hmm. who did they draft? I have Kevin Knox. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that this would be actually a better team than the team that they have with Sexton because mm-hmm. let's, let's just see what the Cavaliers would look like. Kevin Knox would give them uh, Kevin Knox, Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr., 
uh, George Hill and um, Clarkson and <clears throat> Tristan Thompson. I think that that's actually a more balanced roster. So in this version of the Cavs, though, they probably don't trade George Hill to the Bucks, do they? That's I mean, what I'm saying. This, this, yeah. is, this is a can of worms to open up, but I, I would imagine it would be much harder to pluck George Hill off that Cavs team without a guard for them. Right, and I actually think that they would probably be... I think they probably have five or six more wins, unfortunately. And fortunate. I don't know. I could see it, because Colin Sexton really does just get to kind of do whatever he wants for the Cavs. And that, yeah. <laughs> they just yeah. said, here you go, Colin. Go go have fun. Let Chetty do his thing every once in a while. But get mostly... Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Let JR smoke a blunt on the fucking sidelines. JR's off on the side playing Edward Henny hands. So he's just got two bottles of Hennessy duct taped to his hands. Ty Lue's smoking <laughs> with JR right now. Oh, yeah. They're I wonder... I wonder if he still has a job if the Cavs draft Kevin Knox. I mean, that's the perfect LeBron replacement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we should play Edward Henny Hands. That sounds fun. <laughs> uh, I had the Cleveland Cavaliers drafting Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the best player left on the board. I agree. Yep, and that gets them their point guard. Up until this point, I think we had we have a pretty good idea of who all these players are. Uh, now it gets a little bit shakier. I'm a little unsure about who these players are going to be, what they're going to look like in the NBA, and ranking them got really, really hard. Did you have a similar experience? Yes. I think that there is a huge drop-off here. I kind of did this in terms of tiers, and at this point I think we're basically on tier four. Tier four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is where tier four begins, and I think the Knicks were extremely lucky to have plucked Kevin Knox out of tier three. Yeah, I think they got lucky. I think they got real lucky. Can you really quick, before we move on to this sort of lower tier, the Knicks, can you just give us a recap of what your tiers are? So so your top tier is obviously Luca. Is he there alone? Luca is there alone. Okay, tier one. And then I had Bagley... Sexton, Jaron Jackson, Aiton, um, and I probably should have had Trey Young there, but I didn't. That was my tier two. I get it. He's bored. Trey Young, as much as I love him, I under- I acknowledge that he's borderline. He's got massive bust potential. And then my tier three was Gilgis, Young, Knox, and that's it. 